What it do, baby boo? This one's crazy. Let's get fresh with Jules and Jess. Hi, Jess. What up, Jules? Okay, I have something to say really quick, just up front, okay? Straight up, I know I mentioned the last time that I don't think Chris listens to this podcast. Well, real talk, I don't listen to this podcast because I don't like the sound of my voice. And I just happened to click on an episode like last week just to make sure it was working correctly and whatnot and cringed the entire time that I had to hear myself talk. It was horrendous. I don't even know why you guys are here, honestly. I've like literally... I've never met somebody who says that they like the way that their voice sounds when it's recorded. And you know, that's how I feel anytime I have to record myself. Yeah. No, Jess literally will record something. She's like, I can't bear to watch it. Can you let me know if this is good? And I'm like, (laughs) sure, Jess, I'll do that for you. I mean, I'll watch my like Instagram stories back like every once in a while, but like that doesn't even bother me as much. It's just like my voice without any like context, like without my face, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Oh no. Wait, so since you said that, I have to say something. I am queen of re-watching my Instagram stories like 50 times in a row. No one is my bigger fan than myself. Like I will post something on my story and I'm like, that was so funny. And I'll watch it like 17 times. My dad's like, are you watching a video of yourself? And I'll be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Someone replied to it. No one replied. I'm just here for my own entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, she's just watching. That's all. No, I, I do that like every once in a while, but not usually if it's like me talking because ew, Mm. but like, um, yeah, I'll watch like, if it's like something good, I'll watch it back. And I'm like, man, I hope someone else is listening to this and they're like, I listen, I watch myself over and over and over because like, (laughs) is that the most narcissistic thing I've ever said in my life? (laughs) No, I think honestly, people probably do that more than like they admit to. So you're fine. Um, what are you eating? Look at this big ass salad. Oh, I'm that taking- looks really good. What's in yeah, that? I actually took a page out of your book because I was like trying to meal prep this week. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself with talking about my time management here, but I knew I was going to be slammed this week. Like I knew. So yesterday when I got home from work, I was like, okay, what would Julie do? WWJD. <laughs> so I literally took like a bag of bring mix. I put like two, you know how they have like this pre-packaged mix from Publix or whatever. Right. So I literally just opened two containers, poured the salad mix in and I put in my toppings. And then my thought was I can make the protein and put the dressing on like right before I eat it. So it doesn't get soft. So it's like, wow, it's prepped. So this is a spring mix, some cucumbers. There is, um, black and green olives in here, some pepperoncinis. And then I have like a little chunks of salami chicken and, Mm -hmm. um, what the hell else is there? Something cucumber. else. I, I see a cucumber in there. Yeah. Just a yeah, cucumber. That looks, that looks really good. I would definitely destroy that. Actually, you're inspiring me. When we hang up, I'm going to make myself a big salad. Mm. Um, okay. So today we are going to be pretty quick. So, um, well, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. Jess, how was your week? I guess. Jeez. She's like, how was your week? I guess you sound so interested. Yeah. Are you sure you want to make it quick? Jess. Okay. <laughs> We're going to make this one quick. So Jess, you go first so I can talk, please. Thank yeah, you. Please. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear you. So just get it over with. Thank you. Peaks and pits, peaks and pits. My peak, Um, I started back at Orange Theory officially. I know last podcast, we talked about my anxiety a little bit about going back into it. Um, 
So today was my second day back on the mic and dude, I like literally can, I will just never get over the amount of energy that I feel leaving like a set of classes. I mean, I'm exhausted. Don't get me wrong, but people like just showing up as a community, like there's just nothing beats a group fitness class to me. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. I'm a personal trainer and I'm saying nothing beats a group fitness class because like the energy, like when people are hyped up around you and you're hyping up someone, like you get that connection where you see they're making your day, like it just fills up my cup. So my cup runneth over right now. The narcissist sitting across from me on the Zoom call needs any, um, you know, tooting of horns from anybody else. But um, I hope, you know, I was joking by the way, but let me just toot her horn a little bit because what she failed to mention was that on her first day back, she had wait lists for every single class on a Sunday, even the on the classes that are normally empty, like the, uh, what's the word, the un, um, unpopular classes, I guess. Like, yeah, the least, the least like used classes, the ones that are kind of just there for the drifters. Yeah. It was mad energy. Um, and I feed off of people's energy. I'm definitely one of those people who's go, 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 but like I feed off of people's energy. So being in this, you know, technical, like COVID world has been so difficult. And so seeing people, I I'm just like feeling the most like myself I've felt in a long time, which feels good. You know, I actually like see it all over your face, all in your energy. Like she's back. She's back. She's back. So what's the So the pit, I mean, this is actually kind of a funny story because like, this is the worst thing that happened to me this week, but it's not bad. It's kind of like, y'all are going to get a laugh out of this. Right. So my first class back, I show up to the studio. You always show up 30 minutes early, show up to the studio, I'm ready to go. And my sales associate does not show up. I have a new person taking the class. So I run outside to put the whiteboard outside. So people like know where they're going. And I locked myself out of the studio. So first day back coach Jess locks herself out of the studio. Um, thank God, like I am saying this on this podcast, but whatever, I know how to break into the studio because my old studio manager showed me just in case. So I was able to like use a piece of mulch and essentially break into the studio um, and get back on. And then right after that today, I was coaching my first class back in my other studio and I broke the sound system. So, oh, and here's the best part y'all. My like top manager, my regular manager, they're all in the studio. And I was like, good. We're starting on a good foot, but like, thank God I'm very roll with the punches. So music cuts out and I like look around. I'm like, anyone in here, a good singer. It got like two laughs. So it was good. You know, it was, it was enough. Yeah. So my pit really wasn't even that bad. It was more of just like a mishap, but you got to really learn how to roll with the punches. So we made it work for us. Say something. Like when I would take Jess's classes, you have to understand like this bitch is funny. Like she would say the funniest things and no one would laugh other than Chris and I, like, I don't understand why people would laugh. I'm like, did you guys not just hear this joke that was just made? Did you not just hear the reference that she just like, she'll make these like really sly references, like a song will be playing. And then she'll be like, that's right. You heard it here. And then she'll like use lyrics from like the song to motivate. And I'm like, did nobody else just hear how clever that was? Like, wow. Tough crowd. Thank Thank you. And you know what? That's funny happens today because I played DMX because, you know, RIP and I played, um, y'all gonna make me go all out. And I was like, you heard the band let's go all out. And I got like three laughs and I was like, the rest of you aren't laughing because you're dying. Right. That's the only, that's the only justifiable. Yeah. (laughs) Also Jess's fling has like salad on her fork and is like talking with her hands. And I'm scared that like, she's going to fling lettuce all over her room. Um, okay. So you didn't ask, but my week was great. And, (laughs) um, (laughs) 
And I, um, so I got to meet a couple of the say yes girls in person, which was always just a blast and just did too. I'm surprised that or my other peak, honey, I had mountain peaks this week. Yes. She had a great week. So, um, yeah, so that was definitely my peak. It's just such good energy, such good people. It's just such, so nice to just relate to people on a different level. You know what I mean? Cause I think mm-hmm. the common thread with all of us in the program is just that like, we don't really have people in our everyday life that understand like, so even just like the jokes that were made, it was like, Oh my God, that's so relatable. You know what I mean? So it was just, yeah. it was a breath of fresh air is the best mm-hmm. way to describe it. So that was really fun. Um, my Here- you tell your pit, I just have to say this because my stepmom said this and I thought it was the cutest thing ever when I came home. She was like, you guys are like the sorority that like everybody wants to be in like the family sorority. Like, cause you know, like, I don't know about you, but like, I was not into that kind of stuff really when I was in college, right? It's just not for me. I was like paying for friends. So lame, but really for- I was, like, they probably wouldn't accept me. And I was just like, really. Oh, for sure. But we're so accepting. It's like, like we met those girls and I felt like I knew them for forever. You know what I mean? So great. Yeah. Totally. Um, my pit, I've been really struggling with my pit lately. Have you noticed? I know. Look who she is. I know. I'm like, I don't know. Everything in my life is like amazing. So, um, not what right now. <laughs> can I just do two peaks? I don't know. Yeah. Um, give me your, okay. Peaks. No, no, no. I'll do a pit. I'll do a pit. My dogs suck. And by my <laughs> dogs, I mean, it's not plural because Izzy's an angel. Um, she's a porky little angel sent from above pepper on the other hand is lucky that she's cute do you even know how many piles of poop i cleaned up over the the last week what is wrong with that dog it wasn't okay and it was just so annoying because she paws at the door to go out she goes out she rolls in the grass she like chases after birds she lays and sunbathes and does not go to the bathroom but immediately when I let her in she goes and finds a rug that she can do her business on so pepper unfortunately for her has um been cracked down on because I'm just over it and quite frankly just embarrassed of the behavior and so she has basically been spending her life in the mudroom um where I have a gate um, and she doesn't, the thing is she's very crate trained. She doesn't go in her crate. She doesn't go in the mud room because those are like their areas that like, she just knows better. She knows if she does it, she's sitting in it. So she doesn't do it. Um, so, you know, basically what we're doing is going back to the basics of what the trainer told us to do. If you do not see her go to the bathroom outside, she goes into the mud room every hour you let her out. And until she goes to the bathroom, she goes back into the mud room. So yeah. Pepper for the last two days has spent every day, all day in the mudroom. She basically doesn't go to the bathroom outside until like four 30 or five, which by wow. the way, she goes every day, twice a day. She goes after she eats. So I know that she has to go. So she's just not doing it. What'd you say? I said lucky. Yeah. Lucky. Um, she's highly regular. So, um, so anyway, she doesn't really go to the bathroom until like four 30 or five. So pepper like is basically out of her crate for like three or four hours a day before we go to bed. It's horrible. It's, it's like, you do with the puppy. So like, I'm sure you feel bad just because she's like used to a life of luxury throwing up during a podcast whenever she wants, you know, what? that was my, but but that's what you have to do. I mean, that's what you have when, what you do when you have puppies for crate training again, trying to teach an old dog, new tricks, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that like pepper is probably one of the most like not together things in my life at this point. Um, but 
Um, anyway, moving on now that we've spent, you know, I don't know, half of the time that we have to allocate to this podcast about our personal lives. I do want to talk about something that I saw somewhere on Instagram and I wish, I wish, I wish, I, wish. <laughs> I remember where I saw it, but I was like, man, that's a good pod- podcast topic. So I want to talk about time management, mental health. How do those things, how do you manage your mental health when you are busy? Yeah. And talk about teaching an old dog new tricks, because that's literally like, as the older you get and the more, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but like the older you get and when your life switches, like you have to be adaptable, you have to be flexible and you have to be willing to be intentional with it because, you know, you get into a routine and that's great. But one thing happens, one thing alters in your schedule and you need to reevaluate where your time is being managed. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I would say the majority of people would say they're busy and Mm -hmm. You know, one of the hardest parts, and it's something that I think everybody in the, in the program has in common is I feel like there's not enough time in the day. And by the way, I feel like that too. I feel like there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough time in the week. I don't understand like where the day goes. So, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, you know, it's easy to overdo it. It's easy to overbook yourself. And then who's getting put on the back burner, you, yourself yeah care of yourself and your mental health starts to deteriorate Mm -hmm. so um I mean do you relate to that at all I mean I know I do it's funny though because like when you were wait like when you just did that pause and you're like you know um you're putting yourself on the back burner like for me what I feel like is um I'm putting like people who are important to me on the back burner because just because my schedule right now is so me 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 Mm -hmm. that like so for instance, I'm, I'm thinking of like someone in particular who's in our challenge. She's in school. She also works a full-time job. That's a lot, right? So I'm balancing two jobs right now, which means the most of my time is spent me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. However, it's a different kind of like part of myself that I'm feeding. So right now I'm super, super busy kind of trying to personally grow my professional career, trying to personally grow, um, I guess, yeah, I would say professionally. I don't know what else yeah. you call it, but So I'm spending a lot of time with myself and I do feel like, you know, I am trying to be intentional with when I'm planning for me, but the thing that falls to the wayside is other people. So like with you, I'm like, okay, I know we're meeting at one 30 and I'm like, God, I just am finished cleaning this class. I need to hop on a call with you. And so I feel like I'm putting you on a back burner and like that. I hate that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's a different perspective where I think that, and I think that your perspective is beautiful because I think it's very true too. are you kind of more saying like, things that you should be getting done or you need to be getting done or falling to the wayside. Yeah. I think like, I definitely have the same few things that fall to the wayside when I get busy and when I get, you know, whatever. Okay. What are those things? Cleaning my house always, always. Number one, number two is my friendships and my text messages. And, um, I reposted something on Instagram and it said, um, I'm not, a. do I already talked about this? I'm going to talk about it again. You know what I'm (laughs) Um, it said, you know, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just overwhelmed. And that was, that's me in a nutshell. And the number, honestly, even more so than cleaning, the number one thing for me that gets put on the back burner is my friendships, my personal friendships and my text messages. Um, and it gets a little over, it almost is one of those things where you, it's like procrastinating. You put it off, you put it off, you put it off. And then it starts to stress me out. And then I get texts from friends you know, like my best friend texted me this morning. Hey, I hope you're doing okay. I haven't heard from you since I tried to call you three weeks ago. And I'm like, Ooh, yes. and three 
weeks. Like it just goes by like, and I'm like, that was three weeks ago. I swear that was literally yesterday. And so then I call her and I'm like, Hey, I have five minutes between meetings. How are you? And it's like, what can you even talk about in five minutes? So I feel bad. And it's just, you know, I'm not the greatest friend of all time. And I hate that it's like that, but I think that like your truest friends understand that like you, you know, we're kind of in a season of life right now where we're trying to grow professionally and personally. And, you know, right now isn't really the time for social life. And I used to be a very social person. I was constantly hosting things at my house. I was literally the hostess with the mostest, but I, obviously COVID happened, you know what I mean? So, so once that happened, it was like, we haven't necessarily been doing like parties at the house. We kind of did some stuff with friends at the end of last year, kind of around the wedding time, because we were all kind of around each other and it was that kind of thing. And obviously now people are getting vaccinated and things are opening up. And like, my mom is starting to like, I didn't even have to worry about spending time with my mom because my mom wasn't seeing anybody. So now she's vaccinated. I actually have my vaccination appointment um, in a couple of weeks from now. And it's like, oh shoot, now I have to start making time for my mom again, because she's going to be back in the picture. And, you know, I have nine nieces and nephews and it's like, I want to spend one-on-one time with each of them. But if you do the math, if I spend one-on-one time, that's like, I basically would spend the time with them like once a year because, you know, nine weekends out of my year that, you know, so it's just, I get really overwhelmed when I think about things in that manner, but then I just have to remind myself And I, I constantly say this, I feel like a broken record. And I feel like, you know, you can't hear it enough. In my opinion, though, when I lay my head on the pillow at night, again, same question, have I done the best that I could do today? And if the answer is yes, then I have nothing left to give. And that's just it. So I just, that is my saving grace for my mental health. Honestly, it's like my little mental health check-in with myself. Did I do the best that I could do today? Yes, I did. Did I accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish? No, I didn't. Okay. Well then clearly there's a lapse in, in like, I just have too much to do and maybe I need help and maybe I need to, um, what's the word? Um, not allocate. Maybe I need to, I'm I'm thinking like adjust your schedule. Like, yeah, you need, depending on what is going to bring you joy. And I think that what's interesting is it is a kind of a vicious cycle, right? Because you're saying, Um, I put my friendships and I put my relationships on the back burner because right now, you know, this is my focus. But at the end of the day, I know Julie and what brings Jules like happiness is being surrounded by her friends and having that laughter and just like being comfortable and able to relax and being in a safe space around people you love. So it's kind of like, it's like, we're going against ourselves almost sometimes because, okay, I have to put this on the back burner because I have other priorities, but at the same time the thing I'm putting on the back burner is the thing that brings me joy. It helps my mental health. So how am I going to like adjust and balance those things? Well, you know, I think the, where I'm failing too is I actually feel like I'm getting that cup filled from say, yes. I mean, five times a week I'm getting on a zoom call with, you know, it's never 90, but that's how many are in the program (laughs) this time, but I'm getting on a zoom call with, let's say 55 incredible women having a good time and laughing. And I'm getting that like social girl time cup filled. And then it's like, well, what about my friends that I have in my personal life? You know what I mean? 
And, and mm-hmm. so I think that's where I'm failing the most right now, but every once in a while, I want to say maybe it's quarterly. And, um, I saw there was, um, a girl in the program that said this the other day, she said, I feel like I'm trying to do a little bit of everything. And in turn, I'm failing at all of it. And every, wow. I would say every quarter, every, even like twice a year, I go through this phase where I'm like, Whoa, okay. This is not something this isn't working. I'm trying yeah. taking on too much and I'm just half-assing all of it. And so I need to regroup. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be honest though. This is straight up and not even like tooting my own, like whatever. Like I, again, another broken record thing of mine is my scheduling and time blocking ever since I started doing it. I haven't had that issue. I swear. Like it has solved like my biggest issues and I've only been doing it since like January. So it's maybe like it's coming up in the next couple months of my six month roadblock where I'm hitting a wall and doing too much, but, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I've really, really been so much happier with my time blocking. And I do feel like I still make time for myself and meals. I still make time for Chris. Um, I'm still able to kind of do those things, but there is a line where I'm not again, dropping the ball in my personal relationships. And that sucks. Do you um, feel your priorities? Like, okay. Cause I know you're big on the time blocking and I love that. Like, you know, me and your other friends always talk about that. I'm like, well, did you schedule your call with Julie? You can't be upset if you didn't schedule all right. She's not by but, the way, talking about clients. She's literally talking about like Jess and my other friends talking to each other. Like, wow, nobody's yeah. talked to Jules. And it's like, <laughs> Jess is like, Oh no, like you have to schedule a call with her to talk to her. Yeah. But it is true. Like I, I kind of unfortunately do have to do that where I'm like, Hey, I'm actually going to take my dogs on a walk, um, during five and 6 PM. Can you hop on a call during then? And we can talk while I walk. Like that's kind of how I have to make it happen. Or I do a lot of, Hey, I have 15 minutes in between meetings right now. Do you want to talk? Like it's a lot of that, unfortunately, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, you're good. You're good. Um, what I wanted to talk about kind of was about priorities and how you have to make the adjustments with your time blocking. Right. So I'm going to give an example. So, um, living in Colorado, my priority was, Hey, I'm in Colorado. I want to see as much as possible. So I put work like, so what I basically did was theoretically, I didn't physically do this. I probably should have sat down and I like had a conversation with myself about my priorities, like what in the next, whatever amount of time it was, is my priority. So at at that point, my priority was leisure. So it was going on hikes. It was going snowboarding. My work was kind of just like what's sustaining me and paying my bills. So I purposely made it. So my work schedule was at night and I could snowboard in the morning and I could work out in the morning and I could hang out, um, you know, and go on hikes with friends in the morning. And I worked at the afternoon, but now I'm back in Georgia. And so I'm like, okay, well, where's the next chapter? Like what's the next couple of months or phase look like? And I'm like, okay, I want to put my personal growth back at the top professionally, physically, because I mean, not saying like, we're all sexy at all stages, but like, I know what my best is, you know? And I'm like, okay, I want to turn up the heat with that. So it's like, I sat down again and I said, okay, so what are my work hours going to look like? So that way I can fit in working out and I can fit in pursuing more with my professional career. And like, based on that, I've adjusted my time blocking. So what is interesting with us is like, when we've talked about this in the past, I know that you've personally talked about like, making time to know when the workout is making time to know when your meal prepping is. And we talk about that to our girls all the time too. So like for you, I feel like obviously since last October, your priorities have really shifted, right? It was like focus on the wedding and then focus on the holidays and then focus on launching this year, whatever. So like, what do you do personally 
like if I'm sitting down, you know, making my priority list, like how do you kind of shift your schedule around as things come up? Well, I think one of the biggest things that I do is I set a time every, so I have set days, like Sundays are kind of, so I work on Sundays. Sundays are a work day for me. So from 9.30 AM until 2.30 PM, I'm doing say yes. I have say yes to stretch. And then I do one-on-one calls. So I know, okay, I have from 2.30 to, you know, let's say 6.30 to get my life together. So I do my calendar, I do grocery shopping, I do any sort of food prep that I need to do. I clean up my house a little bit. Like I don't make plans on Sundays really. Um, If I have extra time and it's in the afternoon and it's nice outside, I'll call my sister and be like, hey, you guys want to sit outside and soak up some sun and watch the kids play and whatnot. So I'll do like that. But so, so I, every once a week sit down and I do my weekly calendar. Okay. So, but monthly at the beginning of every month, I sit down and I fill in all of my dates for the month. I have, I know what is on my calendar because I know, um, you know, what say yes, things are happening when, so those things immediately go onto my calendar. And plus I use the reoccurring feature. So a lot of them are there, but the, the program does change month to month. So I load those dates in. So then weekly, what I'm putting in is, and I actually just figured something else out cool today, but what I put in is like my things that I know any switching around that I need to do or any dinner dates, or I'll call friends and be like, Hey, I'm free on this night. Would you guys want to meet up here and go get dinner? Or like, I'll put in those types of things, any, you know, work related things, tours, stuff like that. Lunch meetings all go in on Sunday. So then, um, I found out today you can actually do tasks on Google calendar. So starting today, I actually implemented my to-do list in my Google calendar. So I can do little check marks next to it and I can actually load that in every morning. So, so now I'm almost, I'm touching base with myself every single day. And for me, Jess, like that, where my mental health goes south is when I feel unprepared. Like even at, even with my job, I'll call my boss sometimes and be like, I have so much going on. I have so many client referrals right now. I don't even know what I'm doing. Do you mind if we sit on the phone together and I walk through everything because I'm now in the stage of paralysis. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. So I think just talking through everything and getting a good plan together with you is going to be good for me. So we have, we have to do that from time to time. I have to do that constantly because if I don't feel like I know what I'm doing, if I don't feel like I have a good plan, if I feel like things I'm I'm, I'm missing things. I'm forgetting whatever. That's when my mental health tanks, I am a high achiever. I just thrive off accomplishment and success. So I have to be ultra organized like that in order to keep my mental health in a good place. Um, Mm -hmm. how about you? I mean, you know, that I wish I was all that type of way. I know all the time. I'm like, I wish that like, I naturally wanted to make a calendar. Like I'm old school. I have literally, and I will text Jules and I'll be like, is this the right date? And like, she straight up does, you know, just Um, a lot of, uh, I have to check in. I'm like, are we good for today? Are we whatever? Cause I'm like, she just has so much going on. She has a lot going on and she has a paper calendar. So it ain't that reliable. I know. I'm so afraid of Google calendars. I don't know why, but I think that one of the biggest like if I could give any advice, I feel like one of the biggest things that is supportive in getting to a place where you are comfortable with your time management and where you are, um, you know, having a good mental health space is understanding the type of person you are and who you are, what does work for you? Because like Julie said, she's like, how are you about it? And I'm like, 
I don't know, because to be honest, I like fly by the seat of my pants. I'm kind of just like, oh, this is on the schedule today. Okay. We can squeeze it and I'll sleep when I'm dead. And that that's makes- important too, to note, because somebody was just listening to me talk and rolling their eyes so far back in the back of their head while they're driving that they almost crashed their car. So <laughs> I would like you to touch on what maybe you do or what you can do as someone who is less organized, not so much like a type, like intense, like me, like mm-hmm. what, what someone could do in, if they didn't want to be that type of person that I am. Yeah. So my main thing is prioritizing my needs, like my personal needs. So depending, like I said, on what my goal is, so like this takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of self-evaluation, but me knowing that I'm the type of person that I'm not going to have things scheduled down to the hour, you have to be able to just, you know, handle it that way. So for me, like, like I said, I know what my priorities are. And this is funny because we do this at the gym too, right? When someone's coming in and they're trying to sign up for a membership and they're like, um, okay, well I have this goal. And I say, okay, well, like physically, here's the calendar of all of the classes. I want you to circle the times and I want you to visualize and see it circle the times that you are committing to come in here. Because when you put your priorities first, the stress is going to go away. So like for me, what I honestly do is on my paper calendar that I stare at every single day, I'm a monthly person too. So like I, monthly, I'll plan out my calendar. I write out every single one of my work shifts because I ha- I'm a visual person. I have to be able to visualize it. So once my work shifts are in there, my next priority is my meal prepping and my um, fitness. So I fill in my calendar with my workouts. I commit to them. That's the thing is like, if I can commit to it and I can visually see it, I will be there unless I'm having bi- bad Wi-Fi and I have to call you back. No. But, but that's uh, the other thing, actually, let's talk about that because, okay, today we were supposed to hop on our podcast call at one 30. So at one 30, Jess is in her car driving back because she has overcommitted herself and that's okay. But she's trying to make it work. She's like, all right, I'm flying by the seat of my pants today. And her connection was so bad. I was like, Jess, we can't do this. So she was like, okay, I'll be home in 15 minutes. I'll call you. So that put us back 30 minutes today. Well, what did I do during that 30 minutes? Sit there and curse Jess out and be like, wow, she's ruining my whole day. And I had all these things to No, you have to be able to be flexible and be able to adapt and change. So I said, okay, I have 30 extra minutes right now. So I'm going to go work on some of these tasks that I know I need to get done today before the end of the day. And it's no big deal. I'll just do a little bit of shifting around. So I think that's huge. You have to be able to be flexible and it's not always the most comfortable thing being flexible when you're super uber rigid. Yeah. Yeah. In your way. And that's important because life does happen. And we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, your kid is going to have an afternoon school practice that they forgot to tell you about, or your husband's going to come home from work cranky and want food at this time, whatever, you know, like shit's going to happen. And your ability to prioritize and say, okay, well, my day doesn't look exactly like it's supposed to, but I'm still going to get it done is huge. I have actually a question for you. So when I talk about getting to know yourself and getting what type of like understanding what what, what personality type, like yada, yada, what makes you flow? Like what are some of the best either like self-assessments or like, what have you done? That's kind of helped you become so self-aware of what does work for you and what doesn't, because I'm sure there's someone listening, like, well, both of those sound great, but I have no idea what's going to actually work for me and what, you know, style I am. Well, I think like you just have to be really in tune with yourself and that's what it comes down to. So when you're feeling some type of way, when you feel a weight on your chest, when you feel anxious, when you feel whatever in that moment, you have to sit down with yourself and you go, why do I feel like this? When did it start? What happened right before it started? 
what did I, did I think about something? What was I thinking about? Did somebody say something? Did I forget to do something like really breaking down what is making you feel that way that you, and I'm talking only negatives in this case, what, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what doesn't feel good and say, okay, well, I know that this thing is not working anymore. So I need to change. Same thing with the good. When do I feel the best? Yeah. Feel the happiest. When do I feel the most myself? When do I feel the most successful? And really being able to channel like, and break down what you're specifically doing when you feel like that. And then that's kind of, I think how, you know, okay, well, I felt like that when I was really successful, how did I get that successful? I got that success because I really buckled down and focused and spent the day doing just doing it and not putting it off, even though I didn't want to do it. It made me proud of myself. It made me, I got it done. It looked good. It, I was super productive with my time because I left my phone on the other side of the room. Like you really have to just be in tune with yourself and being in tune with myself, by the way, was I'm more in tune with myself now than I've ever been in my life. And it was the best thing I ever did for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that have, came along with the health journey. Have you taken, okay. So like the number one, this is so stupid, but like the number one quiz I've taken online that has really helped me become self-aware is the five love languages quiz. Because like yeah. to me, the, how someone shows me love or how I feel love is vastly important to my mental health because yeah. I'm like, that's just what one of my biggest passions is, is how like I'm expressing love. So for me taking like the five love languages and understanding how I communicate best with people, um, was really, I think instrumental and me getting to like a better place. So how, is there anything like that you've done like that? That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I love a good personality test. Like I love being in tune with myself. So I love the the love languages is a great one. Of course, there's the Enneagram. That's a great one. I encourage people in the program to do that one. Um, just, and that, that one tests like what you respond to and the type of like these things all test different things about yourself. So, oh, my dogs are about to start barking. I know it. Hold on one second. Um, but yeah, sorry about that. My, um, dogs, I just knew it. I, I heard a little knock and I knew that it was happening. So you would think having a doormat, which by the way, I legit do have a doormat that says, please don't knock or like, don't, don't worry about knocking the dogs to let us know you're here. You'd think that, you know, maybe somebody would uh, read that, but it's fine. So let's talking shit and he, she, I can't remember if the boy dog was like, Oh, I'm going to ruin your podcast now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She said, she said, Oh, it's my time to shine. So (laughs) we're going to wrap it up really quick. Sorry to end so abruptly, but this is always good conversation to have. And it's always good to just, you know, learn a little bit about yourselves, maybe spark a new thought, And I'm just going to leave you guys with the thought of don't be too hard on yourself at the end of the day, just, it's not worth it. It's really not, it's only going to make you miserable. So just focus on the little things that you can do each day and just being a little bit better than you were the day before. Boom. And you know how to send it and stay sexy. (laughs) Stay sexy per Jess. That's her, that's her advice every week. Stay sexy. Yeah. All right. y'all. Have a good one. Bye.